There's this beautiful relationship where you're accepting with gratitude, hopefully, and giving back with abundance if you can in the places you can. And so I think that that's part of, too, why we connect with it so much as you end up part of this wonderful cycle of giving and receiving, which I think sometimes we don't always receive the best or we don't always give the best sometimes. And so being able to live in that flow, I think, is such a beautiful thing that you can't help but make you just feel like you're living life the way you're supposed to be. Hey, we're Jan and Erin, the real mother and daughter duo behind the multi-platform brand Trailblazer Co. We've been on the winding road of entrepreneurship together for over 23 years. We've learned a ton about each other, but more importantly, we've each developed ourselves into the women necessary to carry out our biggest dreams. In 2020, we launched an international keepsake magazine called Trailblazer, where we tell the stories and share the wisdom and know-how of rural women across North America. It's been a wild ride, and every day we wake up with grateful hearts to be so immersed in the values and grit of these women. We've been witness to the bold actions, gutsy attitudes, resourcefulness, and the trailblazing traits that modern rural women have. These characteristics allow them to create wholesome, bold, intentional lives. And we're here to deliver and help you explore these traits and attitudes so that you can develop the trailblazer in you, no matter where you live. So buckle up, we're diving in deep to the values, mindsets, attitudes, and tools of trailblazers to help you cultivate a life at the crossroads of grit and passion. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. This was such a dynamic conversation today. You're going to love our guest. We talked with Kelsey Wolf. She has an article in her upcoming spring 2024 Trailblazer magazine. And the article is entitled The Meditation of Milking. But we we dove around and picked around through some topics about, you know, how busy women are, how busy she is in her life and where she finds some peace in the day-to-day. And I think you're going to love kind of the perspective on that. We, it was very relatable. Yeah, and she's a, she's a natural, brilliant, immersive storyteller. Just her voice and her energy, like we, and you'll hear at the end of the interview, and we came off the interview just like, I feel good. You can just tell she puts her heart into everything that she does, and she, everything she says is with intention behind it. So here's a little bit about Kelsey. So she runs the blog and YouTube channel, Rough and Tumble Farmhouse. She encourage, encourages everyone, especially women, to get out, out on the land, She manages a farm of family milk cows, laying hens, garden, and bees. And she chases around three wild children and has a husband who grows a good beard. (laughs) So tune in today because I think you're going to be pulled into the story. And I think you're going to find some things that are going to make you maybe prioritize some peace and some time for yourself. And I think it's going to make you look at your life to make sure that if you're not already to carve out and claim that time for yourself amongst the busyness of our lives and do that one activity that fills your cup and gives back to you. And for Kelsey, it was, it's through milking and it's fascinating. It's such a cool story. So yeah, enjoy. So Kelsey, welcome to the Trailblazer podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. We have to start pushing record earlier because I feel like we could have 
recorded the conversation we just had in our catch up and just kind of touching base. So for our listeners, give us the download of who you are, where you are, what all do you do? Give us the, the brief history of who Kelsey is. And I just want to add before you do that, Kelsey is in our spring 2024 issue of Trailblazer magazine, The Meditation of Melking. So I just want to put that in at the beginning so people can tag yeah, that. Yeah, it's an intriguing yeah. title. So we'll hand it over to you. Oh, thank you. Yes, probably most importantly, I'm in the spring issue of Trailblazer. Let's put that first in my bio. My name is, is Kelsey Wolf. I live in kind of northwest central-ish Minnesota. I'm on a five-acre small farm slash homestead. I live here with my husband and we have three little ones. We've got two girls that are four and two and we just had a baby boy around Christmas. So busy family for sure. And then on our homestead, we raise family milk cows is kind of our specialty just a very small amount. I call us a nano dairy, even smaller than a micro. It's just sometimes just one cow that we have going. And then we have laying hens and we just added honeybees last year, which has been a lot of fun. And then I have just a veggie garden sort of for our family and try and put up some things for winter. And then I grow some flowers just to have cut for the table for my own enjoyment. And then also the bees, of course, like it too. And then uh, probably our, our biggest sort of farm enterprise, I guess, is a few years ago, I started a blog and a YouTube channel called Rough and Tumble Farmhouse. And so that's where I share resources for small farmers, homesteaders, homemakers, all of the above. It's kind of a, it's sort of a lifestyle blog. So it's very much a catch-all where I cover things that might help you with getting those grease stains out of your laundry finally, or it might help you figure out how to do, you know, pregnancy test your cow. So it covers, it's a pretty wide niche, but that's sort of the life I'm living. And so that's what I wanted to share. I figure I, I can't be the only one who's having to do all the things. And so I want to kind of share uh, the, my knowledge on those areas for other people in the same in the same situation. So, so yeah, that's where I am and what, what I'm up to. Okay. And so wow. how long have you, how did you end up rural? We love asking this question because there's so many ways to end up rural. Oh gosh. Well, I suppose that can be a long story, but the short version is I didn't really grow up rural, but I always wanted to be. We lived outside of town kind of in the woods, but we weren't big gardeners. We didn't raise livestock or anything like that. Uh, but I, I have a sketchbook, this picture that I drew from the sixth grade, where in your sketchbook, you just had to, you know, do three pictures a week or something like that. And one of the pictures I drew was of a little farm because I was just dreaming of what I could have someday. So it's got a chicken coop and a house and a garden and stuff like that. And when I went to college and got my undergrad, I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to go to school for, but I knew I wanted to to work kind of in service or public service and to just to help people. But I was very overwhelmed with how many directions that could go because there is so much need and so many things that are so important. And how do you figure which is more important than another in terms of where you kind of dedicate your life's work to help people? And yeah. so through just a lot of different things, I kind of came to realize that agriculture, this thing, farming, small farming that I already cared about was kind of the answer because I came to realize that how we raise our food and raise our animals and things, it's tied into pretty much all the issues, you know, water quality, environmental stewardship, animal welfare, health of humans, immigration, workers' rights, like all these different things are tied into our food system. And so that led me to after I got my undergraduate, I found a, a sustainable food production program in this rural town I'd never been to before, but I just, I was reading about the course curriculum and I thought, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And so first day of class, if you couldn't drive a stick shift, they had you in the, the college maintenance truck and you were driving laps, learning how to drive a stick shift, <laughs> and, which I had, was kind of familiar, but not great. So I was out driving laps in the maintenance truck and we did fencing and animal husbandry and all these great things. And that program was in a town about 20 minutes from where I live now. So. 
one of my professors in the program really connected with. He's a wonderful guy named Ryan Pesh. He won't carry name dropping him. He's kind of a celebrity in local foods in Minnesota. And so I ended up through a bunch, of, whole bunch of other avenues, I went down uh, all kind of related to farming and agriculture. But I ended up working at his organic vegetable farm for four years. I lived on site in a little ramshackle cabin, <laughs> and then uh, ended up working for 4-H in the county as kind of my actual bringing in more money sort of a job. And then met my husband through that, uh, through work. And then we settled. We settled. We're about 20 minutes from the farm where I apprenticed. So it's kind of a, a short version, but yeah, that's how I ended up where I am. Wow, like a full circle moment. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I heard you say a couple sentences ago about being that person to turn around and help people. And like, not everybody has that vision or mission in terms of their career or, or whatnot. So um, why was that important to you back in the day when you were really looking at what to do? Because you said some of your educational opportunities, you had lots of options, you could go this way or that way. What is it about that that led you, you know, to the decisions that you've made now? I don't know, I guess because selfishly, it feels good <laughs> to help people. And I've always kind of, I, I'm a big softie, I guess. My husband, he always says that's his favorite quality about me is I'm the kindest person he knows. And so I'm, you know, if it's an emotional commercial, I'm not making it through without crying. If I make it through this interview without tearing up, it'll be a miracle because I'm, I'm a person that just, that feels big and loves a lot. And so it just seemed to me, what could be a better thing to do with your life than to, to help? people and so like I said it, it just worked out well that that you know and I like to feed people I do like to cook and that sort of a thing and it, and I love animals and farming and so and you can see how those different things even just feeding someone a good meal is an act of service in a lot of ways which a lot of moms know when you're making meals a lot and so so yeah it just it just never seemed to be it was never a question for me of where I would of what sort of work I would do or, or that I wouldn't work in service. That was never a question. It was just what that service would look like was always was always the thing. And if I share, it's, it's a great spot for that quote I shared with you earlier, where it's just today committed in your decision, but flexible in your approach. So I knew that's kind of what I wanted to do, but I was open to seeing where that was going to take me. Yeah, well, and your blog then is really a really awesome channel to uh, continue to serve and to put out information that is useful and helpful to people. How long has the blog been going? What are some of your main category headlines? Tell us a little more about that. So the blog is going to be four years old this spring. And so my kind of tagline is farming, family, food, and fortitude. It kind of covers all the all the areas. I, I noticed when I was home with my my first baby girl, I transitioned to just working part-time and then being home. And so I found myself kind of looking at YouTube videos a lot more than I'd ever had in my life because I was trying to learn how to cloth diaper. And so just, you know, I'm a researcher. And so just watching all these videos and I found a gal who, who was talking about that. And I realized she was sharing some kind of beginning homesteading sort of stuff and she was just getting started. And I thought, oh, I know the answer to those kind of questions or, hey, you know, there's a, a better way you could do that. And so I thought, well, hey, if she's doing this, I can do this. And, and it looks like there's people that I could help in the process. And so that's why I kind of got the YouTube uh, channel started. It, it was a, a way of me to, to continue to help and be of service to other people and be a resource. And then it was also a little bit of a way, hopefully eventually, which it, we're finally getting there, to bring in a little bit of income as well. Because mm -hmm. that was a big transition, being a provider my whole life to all of a sudden just my husband's bringing in the money is just like, okay, this is freaking me out a little bit. I need to feel like I have a little more, uh, even though you're certainly working a lot as a, as a mom. So then the channel itself, it really, like I said, kind of covers the gamut. I'd say some of my focuses are 
our kind of small farm do-it-yourself sort of things. Dairy, for sure, with our family milk cows. So sharing just tips on how to milk a cow. You know, there are people that that's, that's new for them. And I'm excited to share my best practices I've learned after many spilled milk buckets and a kick here or there and that sort of stuff. I want to be able to, to really share those resources. And I also just, a big part of it is I want to just show a woman out there just making it happen as best she can. Because that was something I noticed in other YouTube channels. And this is not to be negative at all because I'm super envious, but they'd be like, oh, I needed a, a milking stanchion for my goat. So I gave the plans to my husband. He went and built it. I love my husband, but he's not that kind of guy. He said, if I need a, a stanchion for my goat, I'm the one who's building it. And so I, and I feel like a lot of times you see these really beautiful things on farms or stuff looks really put together and you think, I can't do that or I can't make that happen. And so I wanted to show the honesty of someone out there slapping together some pallets or just kind of figuring it out. So a lot of it, I say, is twine and duct tape sort of farming. So that's kind of the, the general content is showing how do I figure out, I've got this thing I need done, how do I figure out how to do it? So making feeders for animals and a goat shelter and that sort of stuff. And then kind of going in with the dairy, I have a fair amount of cheese making content, what you do with all this milk once you have this milk. And yeah. then gardening resources of after spending four years as an organic farmer on a vegetable garden, sharing that sort of knowledge and stuff. So just the things that really called to me. And I feel like I have a little bit of authority to talk about. Those are some of the areas I really cover. And then, of course, the one last thing, too, is just kind of general housekeeping stuff, being a mom, having to look after coming up with recipes and little remedies for the kids and stuff. So I share that sort of content, too. Wow. Fabulous. I'm and totally I, inspired. I know, and I just love it. And like, we're, we're talk about a trailblazer, like yeah, resourcefulness wow. and like go-getter attitude. I'm just, oh, this is fantastic. Like, this is why interviewing is so dynamic because we can peel back the layers and like, who would, you know, beyond the article that we know of you. So that's fantastic. And I think I can't wait to check it out and yeah. our listeners check it out too, because what a fantastic resource just for any woman, no, no matter if you are rural or not, right? Like there's, there's so much gold in, in that. And I think just your evidence of what trailblazing women are doing in you're leveraging your skills and you're finding a way to share it and you're building um, a community around it. So I just want to say kudos to you. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like to, Connect the dot here. You know, we have this conversation with lots of women. Something shifted. Well, we know we know the pandemic shifted some ideas that people have had and what's secure and what's not and all the rest of it. But there's just been a general movement of kind of this back to basic sustainable lifestyle. And getting back to the skills. Yeah. Days gone by. Yeah. In your in your opinion, like why do you think that's happening? Why is it important? I mean, we keep going further on the technological side, AI and all the you know gadgets and things that we've got. But why is this resurgence resurgence happening? Do you think? Do you ever feel stuck in your life or like you're not completely aligned with your unique strengths and talents? Or maybe you want to do more and be more, but you just don't know how. We want to change that for you. We're going to help you explore the parts of you that are gutsy and resilient, the parts of you that have been shaped by your life experiences, the parts of you that want to live your life on purpose. Take the Discover Your Trailblazer Traits quiz today. It only takes three minutes. This quiz will show you how your unique combination of traits has helped to define how you see the world and your place in it. And here's the truth. We all have these traits, but we have them in greater or lesser degrees which makes us all different. When you are certain about your unique value, 
then you can really shape the path you walk in your life. Take the Discover Your Traits quiz today and we'll help you forge a path that feels like coming home. Visit our website, www.trailblazerco.com forward slash traits dash quiz. That's T-R-A-I-T-S dash Q-U-I-Z. Or find us over on Instagram at trailblazerco and DM us the word traits quiz all together. Well, I, th- I think it might just be kind of the pendulum swinging back the other way a little bit, you know, where, where technology has advanced so much. And, you know, my husband was showing me this AI video of, of someone walking in Japan with flowers falling and stuff. And if he hadn't told me it was AI, I would have had no idea that that's what it was, you know. And I just said, I don't know what to believe anymore. If someone shows me a video, I'm going to have to do a deep dive to make sure that's a real thing, which is just such a, it just kind of tilts you, you know, takes you off your access a little bit, I feel like. And so I think as part of that, people are wanting to feel their feet on on the ground and feel like this is a solid thing. I can see it. I can touch it. I can taste it. I can smell it, that you can really live in it and believe it and understand it. And so I think, I think that reality is, is becoming more valuable to people than anything virtual could ever provide. And I think we're really starting to, to just settle into that a little bit more. So I think that's a big part of it. I think too, it feels nice. It tastes good. I think it's sort of, it's a little bit catching, you know, if someone, I know sourdough is kind of the thing. It's it's like glitter. It spreads everywhere these days. You know, you can't it's like. <laughs> and so I've noticed you guys have been on a little bit of sourdough journey too. And so I think you maybe taste you taste some really good bread. And you're like, well, I, I got to figure out how to make that bread. And then sourdough bread leads to like, well, what other good things can I cook? You know, it's or how they say that 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 chickens are sort of the gateway drug. To, you know, you get a couple of chickens and you think, well, maybe we should get a goat or two. Which I advise don't start with goats to anybody who's getting started. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And I, I want to add to that too. I, I feel like this, just because we are in conversation with so many women, there is this resurgence of this feminine energy of nurturing and like getting back to basics, like hands on the land. And I, and I don't know. And, and it's for women everywhere. It's not just women who live rurally, but um, so I, we're just seeing, it's kind of like an evolution. And I think you know, some things are trending now, but they're going to be everlasting. And I think it's just so cool to see how we're going back, but moving forward with some traditions. And we're just kind of, I feel like we're claiming our, we're claiming our lives again in a way that is meaningful and nurturing for ourselves as women, but also our families through these gifts and skills. And I, I just, it's just so cool to, to be witness to it. And speaking to that with sourdough, so that's me who's been posting all these, like the allure, like sourdough is huge, right? And we know with COVID, like it was the year of sourdough, it was the year of bread, everyone was making sourdough. And I, I, and like for, yeah, for probably two or three years, I've been wanting to dip my toes in it. And it wasn't until recently a gal like two range roads down was hosting a class in her kitchen and I signed up and it's blown me away. Like the act of making sourdough and how like this will sound overly dramatic, but it's brought a new level or layer of fulfillment to my life because of how much time and nurturing you put into this little dough baby like it's crazy (laughs) and like not to mention like I'm having success like I'm I like I made this and we're doing sourdough and it's just like I can't believe this came from our kitchen but the sourdough is something in itself and I want to have an interview with someone sometime about 
just the act of making sourdough because it's different. Don't you agree? Like you, the, you have to get into it. It's crazy. Well, and because you're dealing with a living thing with sourdough, like a yeasted bread is fine. And I make plenty of yeasted bread, quick breads and things, but with uh, a sourdough or like a milk kefir or a kombucha or whatever, my neighbor, she jokes and she calls them her yeasty beasties because they're these little living things that you have to care for. And there's work that goes into it beforehand. It's not just like, we're going to slap this together. There is a whole process there. So yeah, you definitely feel connect people name their sourdough starters and all kinds I haven't named mine but you can have starters that go back generations that people have had and so I think that's cool that connection with other people from the past and typically it would be women that you'd be connecting back with with this sort of thing so I, I think that's such a great skill and there's especially because you, you mentioned that was so beautiful. You should just like make sure you take that snippet out because that was so lovely, what you just said about kind of the femininity, and that's a tough one, and, and connecting with these processes. There's, I can share another quote that I love. If I get through this one without crying, I'm gonna, it'll be a miracle. But it's from Robin Wall Kimmerer. She has this wonderful book, Braiding Sweetgrass, which I recommend to anybody. And she's talking about gardening. And I'll say it, I'll, I'll get it maybe slightly off, but for the most part, she says, I think that's why I teach my my daughters to garden so they'll have a mother to look after them long after I'm gone which isn't that just oh tearing up a little bit yeah it's just so beautiful and I think that oh sorry give me a sec post postpartum hormones <laughs> we're so even if it wasn't postpartum I'd be tearing up because I think I think that's too why why we do this and connect is it is that it cares for us and it teaches our children how to care for themselves and care for others but to do so in a way where they're where you're not only you're you're getting from the sourdough, you're getting bread, but you're also giving to it. And there's this beautiful relationship where you're where you're accepting with gratitude, hopefully, and giving back with abundance if if you can in the places you can. And so I think that that's part of too why we connect with it so much is you end up part of this wonderful cycle of giving and receiving, which I think sometimes we can be, we don't always receive the best or we don't always give the best sometimes. And so being able to live in that flow, I think is such a beautiful thing that you can't help but make you just feel like you're living life the way you're supposed to be. Totally. Yeah. And, it, and it, it makes you steal moments for yourself. Because when I think of like, I have a busy life and the thought of adding sourdough to it was like, I don't know if I can do this, but it's forcing me to think outside of what my norm busyness is. And just like the, the doing my stretch and folds, it's like in the tactileness of it. It's just, it's just beautiful. <laughs> so it's just sourdough. So, but yeah, I, I just, I get it. I get it now. And yeah, it's just been cool. So, okay. Leading into my next question. How, so you, you live with your hands on the land. You're connected to like mother nature, the earth, the seasons through your animals. What would you say, like, what has that brought to your life? What kind of richness, how is that adding to your life now? I think it definitely uh, kind of gives you a sense of appreciation for things. I know like that first ripe tomato in the summer is just the most amazing thing in the world. I don't typically, if it's on my plate at a restaurant or something, I'll eat a tomato out of season, but otherwise they're just, they're gross. I'm sorry to say it, but a tomato out of season just has no flavor and it's just not worth it. It's like you're a shell of the tomato. You should be a poor thing. So e eating in season is huge. It helps me to be more resourceful in the kitchen and to think kind of through some things. And I think too, it's been an odd one 
winter here in Minnesota. We don't have any snow on the ground. It's been above freezing most of the time, which is great because I'm a hose and bucket farmer, which is great for that, <laughs> for watering animals. But in terms of kind of, you know, taking that time in the winter, I know in your, your winter issues, you've really encouraged kind of hunkering down and taking this time, you know, this is cyclical for a reason, you know, things, you can't always be going full bore with your gardens and things like that. Things need to take their time to rest. So I've certainly, rather than being, oh, I can't wait for warmer days ahead. I can't wait till I'm not having to bundle up and go out to the barn. I I take the time to enjoy the moment I'm in because I know it's going to be gone and there's going to be something else coming up. And and there's something I've, with my children, I've, I've made myself accept that there's something so beautiful and like the age they are now and it's going to be gone, but there's something that's going to be beautiful in the next age that they are as they grow up. And it's the same thing just kind of with, with the seasons is that there's something beautiful to enjoy now, to enjoy it, accept that it's going to go away and then be ready to receive that beauty coming up with the next season as it changes. Such a wholesome yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. So, you know, in your article, the first part of it was just like, what the yeah. heck is going on? Yeah. You know, thank goodness most of us don't have those days every day because like you just <laughs> want to crawl back into bed but by no stretch of the imagination you are a busy woman and you know with your husband working away several weeks at a time how do you keep your perspective because right now like I'm I'm enthralled I'm listening to your story you're you're a good storyteller your voice is really engaging and calming and soothing but like what are there things that just set you off that you just on your knees like God help me with this I can't I can't take another step like is there anything that puts you in that space in this season that you're in right now yeah definitely sensory overload which I didn't realize that's what was happening until I think it was maybe on Instagram I saw something about it and went oh that's what this is where I literally all I could almost hear my head like a wee woo like a siren would just kind of go off where I'm like I can't have I just can't do anything. I would almost just like freeze up a little bit. And so I've learned how to manage that better. But, you know, when you have, especially now I might have my babies crying because he needs me and my two-year-old's pulling on my pants because she would, wants me to snuggle her too. And my four-year-old's having problem with a project she's working on. And then the timer's going off on the oven and the dog's barking because you it's like, oh my gosh. So those, those are moments where I just like, okay, I just take a deep breath and I compartmentalize. I was like, okay, I'm going to get the thing for her. I'm going to slowly try and get these things off of my plate until I reach a point where I feel like I can just breathe again. And I know a lot of moms can, I'm sure, relate <laughs> to that sort of a thing. And so that's pretty much the only thing that that gets me kind of really rattled is is when there's just too many things coming at me at, and in a moment. Otherwise, you know, knowing I have a lot of stuff in general kind of out there, I can kind of, you know, hit those balls as they're coming in. But it's, yeah, when it's all in just one second, oh my gosh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that when you say that. Because like as mothers, like we're we're really good at multitasking, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. Like it takes so much out of us when we're like overstimulation. That's totally, I totally relate. I'm in my like classical music era for that reason. I find for me, like when, like I love listening to music, but if it's like traditional music with words and singing, like I it's like almost one more voice that I need to listen to amongst two other conversations while I'm trying to do two or three other things. Yeah. So you've noticed it, right? Like yeah. in, on the weekends <laughs> I put on, like it's beautiful, like violin yeah. and piano. It's not like classical, classical, but anyways, but it's calming for me when I'm feeling overstimulated because it's, it doesn't take attention. It, right. it helps me get grounded, but 
anyways. Okay, so can you describe in your article for our listeners who haven't yet read your article, um, what that time of events looked like that, you know, that you describe in your article with all the, all the hard things happening? Yeah, it was, it was just, a, I've never experienced a stretch like it before in my life. And as it was happening, I was kind of just, is this for real? Like, what is going on? I stepped into a different universe or something. It was, uh, it was a spring where it, it just, it started, I start the article with, there was water in the basement because we had so much snow last year and how quickly it was melting. And so I had to deal, had to deal with that. And then we had water in another room because our, 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 washer our clothes washer was like the drain to go outside was backed up so then that happened and then my daughter fell off a step and needed stitches at night and then I had the worst stomach flu I've ever had in my life and she had it too so we were both up for an entire night just taking turns we went through every single one of our blankets all of her pajamas my husband's shirts because she kept getting sick oh it was such a whole thing and then our dog got really sick and she almost died and then so she we were I was dealing with her and then she was on medicine that made her sick everywhere and I was in my first trimester of pregnancy and my husband was gone for two weeks solid for work during that stretch and I always thank God that I invested in one of those floor cleaners those those like actual floor carpet washers because I never would have survived without that for to be able to clean up and then we had we had calving at the same time and so I just I knew with calving coming I just didn't trust that it was going to go really well I did not and I was right we had issues both of our we just had two milk cows at the time both of them had issues with their calves. And so, but I was somewhat prepared uh, as well as I could be, but you know, when disaster strikes, you always feel like you're slightly unprepared. So, so it was just a really tough, tough spring. And then our, our milk cow, of course, when cows come into milk, I typically will get down to milking just once a day and calf share is sort of the model that we use here. But at that time for the first couple months, it's definitely twice a day milking. And of course, any nursing mothers will know there's, you really do need to get that milk out of there. My goodness. So, so I was having to go down in the, in the morning, I would take my girls down with me and our, our barn is set up so that there really isn't a really safe spot. I can have them. And they're the age where you tell them, don't do that because you're going to get kicked by a cow. They aren't going to listen. They're going to run anyway. So I would set up, I called it milk camp. Okay, girls are going to milk camp. And they would sit in the back of the minivan with snacks and games and screens, whatever I needed, just to get through to get through milking so so morning milking was always still kind of chaotic because then I'd hear them yelling out of the minivan mom mom what do you need she took my I'm like it needs to be an emergency if you're calling me over here I am milking a cow right now (laughs) and so then evening milking I would be so tired because again I was first trimester pregnant and it had been a long day you know most days start you know around 6 30 in the morning and so here would be like nine o'clock at night by the time I had gotten kids to bed kitchen clean and I gotta go milk the cow again and I just my husband because he's he's not a, a real big large animal guy he's a little awkward around him so he's not about to go milk a cow and so he'd say I'm so sorry what well, can, can you just stop no I can't stop milking I gotta go I gotta do this and so I'd get down there and getting out of the house is tough. It's sort of like exercising, getting, getting dressed and getting on the treadmill is half the battle. And then when you get there, you're like, oh yeah, I remember why I like, why I like this. Yeah. And so I get down there and it would just be like a big sigh of relief. Like, oh yeah, this is me and my best self. This is me with a cow who I love. She's practically a pet and she's just doing her thing and she smells nice and the milk smells, smells nice and it's really satisfying and it's quiet and peaceful. And so even though it was hard to be down there, it was honestly the highlight of my day was to go and just spend this time with my milk cow, with my old friend, and then come back with a big thing of beautiful milk to you know bring to the house for, yeah. for my family. So it ended up being 
being this beautiful kind of as a call to meditation and milking this beautiful meditation to kind of end the day and just let me just be. <laughs> it ended up being really a beautiful thing. Ah, there's nothing like the nostalgic smell and feel of turning the pages of a real print publication, collecting and cherishing the stories and wisdom within its pages to draw upon time and time again. Hey, we're Jan and Aaron, creators and founders of Trailblazer Magazine, and we're all about helping you carve out time for yourself. We encourage getting lost in the world of breathtaking photos and immersive storytelling. Trailblazer Magazine is the perfect companion for those wanting to grow the trailblazer within. By exploring the stories, wisdom, and know-how of modern rural women, you'll feel inspired, empowered, and connected to the spirit of life beyond the city limits. Visit www.trailblazerco.com to shop all issues. You're definitely wanting to collect them all. I just, I thought that was so beautiful. And when we read your article, I, I just, it, it touched us because, you know, through the chaos of, of our lives and the, the busyness, you know, there's so many different ways that we can ground ourselves or bring peace to ourselves. And what is such a u- unique perspective, like, that yours is through milking. And I think that's just fascinating for a lot of, a lot of readers and listeners. Do you mind? I'm going to read a quick segment from your article for, to, to paint that picture. Cause the way that you described it, and that's why I love the cover photo of your article with you holding your kiddos hands, walking to the barn and it's just real. It's not, yeah, it just, I thought it was just beautiful. Okay. Hauling down to the barn for one last milking. I'd rather not. Thanks. But then I get down there and everything is different. The heat of the day has subsided. The flies are gone. Crickets and frogs are singing. I settle in on my milk stool next to Juneberry. She's a seven-year-old Jersey and a pro at this. My first cow and honestly a friend. Hell, I've known her longer than my husband. She chews her cud, softly swishes her tail, her great brown eyes half closed as she enjoys the breeze from her barn fan and the relief that comes with being milked. We settle into a rhythm, swoosh, swoosh, swoosh of milk into the pail, warm and sweet, the crickets chirp, the frogs sound, June chews and the fan hums. For the first time in my day, I find real peace. I'm not worried about what may happen tomorrow. I can't clean the house or tend to the kids right now. All I can do is be in the moment, working yet somehow finding rest. A simple and ancient meditation down in the barn with a dear old friend. That's just so lovely. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, it reminds me of a quote. It makes me emotional. <laughs> just hearing that. Like, yeah. 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 But uh, Joseph Campbell, and I'm going to butcher it because I, I can't remember it clearly, <laughs> but he talks about that it's just so important to find that, that time in your day, very similar, where you don't know what's in the newspaper, you don't know what's well, he didn't, there weren't phones back then when he did the quote, but, but all the different things. And I think just being able to collect oneself within, in those, in those moments, I think gives us an opportunity to feel the bigger parts of life that are around us and that we're connected to. And I think it gives us, I don't know, maybe the opportunity to be more visionary and mindful in our lives too. And you know, the thing of it is it doesn't take it when you're not talking an hour here, you're probably not sitting on that milking stool for an hour. You're probably, I don't know, what, what does it take? How long does it take to milk a cow? Oh, about 30 minutes total. Yeah. Hand milking. Yeah. So yeah, just what a wonderful way to be there with yourself. And I, I want to say this to the people who are listening to this on the podcast. Do you have that time for yourself? Do you, 
have that time where you can just, you know, collect, unplug, unplug and just be. Because I think, you know, as we talked about technology earlier, it's so easy to have that damn phone, you know, within arm's reach. And you got a moment, oh, rather than just sitting quietly and, and enjoying the birds, like I'm looking out at the blue sky and the birds out here, it's easy to reach for your phone. And I think that's why your article as simple as it may be, is profound in that way that it reminds us to clean slow that for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and to find that peace. So, yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that's such an important message, too, for, for, moms especially out there and just when all women in general have a lot of stuff a lot of plates that we're trying to keep spinning and so it's it can be hard I think too sometimes it's not a reality that in a day you can even get it or if you're going to get it you got to steal it from your sleep you know so it's such a it's such a hard thing I think for a lot of people I agree I agree so much so yeah yeah and I I guess it, it hits me because I need to be more mindful of it I I don't have little kids. I got my little grandson, Luca, Aaron's little guy, but I got all kinds of time. And just a reminder that, you know, to, uh, to just disconnect and, and be in the moment. I think, you know, because society is progressing, technology is progressing, but humans and their wants and needs and their bodies are not suddenly evolving that we don't need those things right regulate yeah Yeah. we we absolutely do and the other thing I wanted to say it's really cool like listening to your story listening to your life but you also have at your fingertips technology that helps you spread your stories and your words like blogging who would have thought of that 20 years ago that you know like the way we we shared stories and passed things on was either through in-person gatherings or we would write it in a book and here we have blogging and youtube and podcasts and (laughs) all the different things so i think women like yourselves have such great opportunity at your fingertips to to share some of this traditional wisdom and yet be a role model of what you can do with the wisdom that you've got and i think we're really lucky to live in a time where we have that it's opportunity so absolutely yeah. yeah oh no i i agree i and i'm my friends all kind of laughed when i told them i was starting a blog and a youtube channel cuz i'm sort of a fiercely private type person and so so i kind of struggle with the social media aspect of it you know writing on the blog or the youtube channel that's fine but kind of the social media thing is is tricky for me but it's it's neat in a way cuz i have met and talked and connected to people through instagram primarily that i never would have connected with otherwise and it's so neat to see how some of the stuff i put out there has has helped them or one instance that still blows my mind is I have a YouTube video where I make this goat shelter out of pallets and I put it together over I have in the video I say I've got two hours till my daughter's up we got to build the shelter I have no (laughs) idea what I'm doing here are the supplies I have let's see what we can do and then someone tagged me on Instagram this gal uh, she lives in Puerto Rico and she built an exact replica of my little goat shelter for their goats and I was just like my goat shelter lives in Puerto Rico and I just you know I just made this up during a nap time like how cool is that you know so as much as Social media can can be a villain. It can definitely be a hero sometimes too. So yeah, I, I I love that we have that way to connect with each other. It's so great. Yeah. It's a collective, right? It's like the the hive mind. We can yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And I think Aaron and I really noticed that with the magazine now going into its fourth year. Like we we're up here in Canada, just northeast of Calgary, and here you are in Minnesota to have the opportunity to be 
chatting with you and visually seeing you on screen. It just makes our life richer too. So I think, you know, it's, it's finding the balance, the right amount of technology, peaceful times, active times of doing and all the rest of it. And I think probably we're still, I don't know, maybe we're more aware of it now than generations before because there's so much on our plates. What do you think about that? I, I think so. I think we're kind of like we talked about before at the pendulum kind of swinging the other way of being more mindful of, of getting a, of stepping away from it and, and knowing how, knowing when is the time that I can just sink into it and embrace it, enjoy those connections and know when it needs to go away. You know, I, I realized there was one time where I was doing something kind of related to the blog on my phone and my daughter was asking for my attention and I was annoyed, like, Oh, why can't you just leave me be? And then I just went, Oh my gosh, I have this so backwards. I mm-hmm. should not have this out right now. If she is asking for me, this is what I'm here for. I know I don't need to be answering this person question on Instagram right now there's a time when she is in bed that I can do that you know so so we can I think we need to give ourselves grace sometimes we can slip into that a little bit Mm -hmm. and then and realizing it and then just kind of making the change to be more aware and letting it have its its place for sure I so agree that's a conversation we've had lately things come across our plate and they appear urgent in the moment that they come but then when you look at what your real priorities are you find that it doesn't it wouldn't be on the list, right? But because it popped up on our phones or whatever, it feels urgent because it's gotten our attention in that moment. So yeah, I really support what you say about that is sometimes we need to just like, whoa. Stop reacting. Yeah. 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 Right. And you know, I think that that too, that can stretch beyond technology and in the way of our farm, for example, when we started out, I really wanted to raise, you know, family milk animals. So cows are kind of my true love, but we also had goats for a little while. And then I just came to realize I, it's, it's stretching me too thin. And as much as I enjoy, do enjoy goats, they have their pros and cons, but I, I just had, I made the tough decision. I sold off our little dairy herd. And then I looked at other things, you know, we have kind of some odd patches on the farm that are great for raising pigs and pigs go along great with dairy because they, you know, can do well on the leftover milk and the whey and things. But we just, we don't have a, a good solid pickup, you know, for getting pigs in for butcher, you know, and so just looking at things, I had to really, really look at, okay, what, what is just for not right now? This can always come back later, but this needs to kind of come off of the plate for now so that I, you know, I intentionally try and live sort of a, like a slow lifestyle, slow living sort of thing that they say, and I was realizing this doesn't feel slow. This feels like too much. This feels like I've got too many projects. And so just being able to, you know, you can have all the things, you just can't necessarily have them all at once. <laughs> and and just accepting that and letting some things go for a while. So I think that's important with technology and with just other things in our in our own lives. There was in one of your issues if I may from I'm forgetting her name, but from Revival, Revival Clothing, she had a really Yes, she had a wonderful quote about how if you want something else uh, in your life, you need to make space for it first, or if there's no room for it to come in, you know, if you're trying to manifest this thing, and that was just kind of like a mind blowing, what a great quote to to make space for things if you need it, or if you want something else. So, so I think that's good to be intentional just in all areas of your life, what what maybe can can be for not right now, I think is important. Oh, yes, totally. So I love I, re- I remember that quote. <laughs> we actually had that that converse, yeah, that conversation with her about that cuz for her it was her her dream of uh, owning land. And so she she immersed herself in all the ways and all the feelings that she could as if she was a landowner and she created that space in her life and and yeah, so and her and her hubby are have bought their land and they've got, you know, they're 
living their life. Horses but, again. Yeah, and horses again. All yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. No, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so looking into your future, like what what does the future hold for Kelsey and Rough and Tough? Like what, have you got big, big plans or just maintaining what you're creating or what, what do you say? I'm looking at ways I can offer some more really focused kind of educational opportunities. So for the most part, I, I want to keep pretty much all my content free because I just want to be, like I said, a resource for people and have little goat shelters built everywhere, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, but I'm also looking at ways at kind of having it bring in a little more for my family. I love for my husband, he has a pretty high stress job to be able to get a job that's a little less high stress. So yeah. looking at ways at monetizing some things. So I have a like a barn quilt course that's coming out here pretty soon. I'm working on a chicken keeping course that people can take because I, I always joke I can I you give me an egg and I can take it all the way from an egg into the pot. And so so that's that's knowledge that I that I really want to share uh, with other people. And so so I'm kind of working on some of those things coming up and just trying to set aside some dedicated time to really move some things forward on on the blog and the YouTube channel because just just getting the content out sometimes is a struggle as I'm sure you well know and then there's a lot of back-end work that has to happen looking at search engine optimization and the algorithm and all that kind of stuff which I would just rather pull teeth than have to figure out figure out those things that are always a moving target too so so just moving forward with a little more intentionality there so I can reach more people with with this information and and just kind of help people as you said before, kind of stand in their power and go forward and, and just do some of the things that they're dreaming about or wanting to try. So, so that's kind of mm -hmm. where I'm going to be focusing my energy here in the next, next year or so. But I'm, again, I've, you know, got a two month old. And so just recognizing yeah. that, that, that that's kind of now is not necessarily the time to shove things forward, but to kind of <laughs> take it as it comes and, and make it happen as feels right. So that's, that's where I'm at. It's probably in your mind, you're thinking it's just not never. It's just not now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And then, and giving grace, like, oh, it's been two weeks since I got a blog post. That's like, well, you know, but my baby's fat and happy. So, <laughs> so that's something to be proud of for sure. I got an extra hour of sleep. What a miracle. Let's celebrate that. <laughs> well, keep in touch. Yeah. We'd love to help you promote all those things. And um, for, our, for our listeners, where can they find, like, what's your, the URL for your blog and what's your handle on Instagram? Where can they find you? Sure. Everything is just rough and tumble farmhouse. And I'm probably the most active YouTube. The blog is the best place. You can get signed up for my mailing list. So it's just, I don't send a ton of emails, just a once a week thing or whenever I get a blog post out, which isn't always once a week, let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram, I'm on Facebook and Pinterest as well. So all the things is just rough and tumble farmhouse. Okay. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Kelsey, it's just been just so energizing chatting with you. Hey, like, yeah. And I just, and I just, I just love how in, women's way of sharing is can be so educational so nourishing so peaceful <laughs> I, i'm saying that was that's the moment of peace for us today is just kind of having this conversation and and listening and just going you know women are doing amazing things in the world and just having a platform to talk about it and relate to the things that relate to us and yeah it's just great yeah so, it, it yeah our cup is full from this yeah. conversation and i can tell you approach your life and in conversation with all of your heart. I feel, we feel that. And I think that's what feels so good. Oh goodness. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks for your contribution to the magazine too. We're all anticipating it's a, it's on press right now. We just proofed the final proof. Yeah. And But for our listeners, yeah. it'll already be out. So if you haven't grabbed your copy of our yeah. issue, head to our show notes and grab your copy to read Kelsey's full article and see that darling cover photo. So yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for All being right. on today. All right, take care. 
Thanks, Kelsey. Wasn't that such a great conversation? If you're like us and love learning through the power of storytelling, head on over to our website, www.trailblazerco.com for loads of valuable stories and ideas just like from today's episode. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter and have Trailblazer insights from yours truly, recipes, DIYs, and more delivered straight to your inbox every week. Catch you next time, Trailblazers.